Hello and welcome to Two Sweary Dads, a podcast about parenting and other dadly pursuits. And I am Ben Slinger. I am Trevor Scott. And uh, this week we don't have a specific topic, but I uh, just thought, you know, we'd, we'd go over what sort of happened in the week. You and I did a couple things together and different things happening. So, mm-hmm. um, my big unfortunate thing, well, I figured we'll start with the the uh, parenting stuff and we'll move on to the dadly pursuits after that. Well, it is a par- uh, parenting podcast first. That's true. That is first in the tagline, so... Ooh, ooh, ooh. I just remembered. Yeah. We've got a big announcement about this podcast later that we're going to disclose a little bit later on, aren't we? That's true. We'll mention that later in the podcast. We do have an announcement. Um, it should be should be exciting for, for all involved. I hope so. I hope so. We're um, excited. I know we're excited. We we're involved, so week. we're excited. <laughs> <laughs> uh yes, yeah, so that will come a bit a little bit later. Um so yeah, my my big thing this week is that we all got sick, which sucked, sucked asses. I realized, <laughs> um, I realized that I had not vomited since I met Erica. Yep. And so this was the first time that happened. So that was great. You know, I'm sure. You know, we, we were both pleased with that new relationship experience. Uh, no, but what happened is, uh, yeah, Saturday, uh, unfortunately. Arden started throwing up and that sucked. And then uh, Taz started throwing up Sunday night. And then on Monday, I was throwing up and yep. Imogen was throwing up. And then overnight last night, Erica was throwing up. So yeah, just kind of ran through us all over the course of 48 to 72 hours. And uh, I don't I don't know, like, have you, have, you got, have you had that happen with all three of you sick in your family at once? Because, I mean, this is obviously what happens in families. It just passes from one to the other. But Just before the boys' weekend, we all came down with some sort of cold slash fluey symptoms. Mm. Um, so that was bad enough, but not to the point that we've all been throwing up at the same time. Yeah, and that's the worst because, like, I don't know, everything stinks like vomit and you can't get everything clean and you're washing sheets and clothes and... I mean, kids are funny, like, particularly the ba- like the girls who are only a year old, they would basically just throw up and then go about their business. Like, yep. They, you know, <laughs> they didn't even seem to notice that it happens. Um, Taz is a bit more like he's obviously, while it's happening, he's really in distress and really... Worried. Uh, yeah, like concerned about it and, 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 and feeling shitty. But then every time after he finished throwing up, he'd be, oh, I'm, I feel better now. I'm better. I'm better. And then, you know, tw- 20 hour, minutes later, hour, like, yeah, an hour later, he just starts throwing up again. But, um, but he was actually fairly cheerful in between. I mean, he did sort of get very cuddly and, and just want to, um, sit around. And, and, you know, we did, we just, we watched TV and we just, you know, we broke, broke our rules on having the girls watch TV because we needed to just sort of <laughs> deal with it and, <laughs> yep. and, and not do anything and, and, and nurse our sick tummies. But, uh, but yeah, like as adults, for us, like throwing up is so horrible, and you feel it for, you know, hours afterwards. Like I actually only threw up the once, and this is probably way too much detail. Yeah, for this but sickness. But anyway, it's, it's the taste. It's the it's the. Oh, and I'd forgotten. I, like as I said, you know, Erica and I have been together five years, and so I haven't thrown up in at least five years. Mm-hmm. So I'd sort of forgotten how bad it was. And in fact, I actually 
I ended up sticking my fingers down my throat to make it happen because I was feeling so crappy that I was like, oh, I just got to get this over with. And so you did. And, and so I did. And then I was like, oh, I shouldn't have done that. This was, this is horrible. Yeah. Um, just that feeling of anticipation. Oh, yeah. When you're like, you're waiting for the next like seizure of your guts to happen. Yep. But uh, yeah, so that was pretty horrible. Uh, luck, luckily, it was it was only a it seemed to be about a twelve hour bug, uh, so we all got over it fairly quickly. Uh, and Erica and I each only sort of had the the one um, session of vomiting, and then just felt like shit for another eight to ten hours. But yep. but you know we're pretty much all better now. So now we're just trying yet again to catch up on laundry and cleaning and you know we actually thought we were a little bit ahead this weekend and then this happened and put us way back again so yep well just after the podcast wrapped last year oh not last year last week um (laughs) went to bed not too long afterwards fell asleep about two o'clock in the morning i get woken to the sound of my wife throwing up in the toilet and she she was not feeling great for the rare, for the next two days. Oh, that sucks. Yeah, I'm so glad this wasn't. I literally had to life. stay home because Bianca was not getting up off the off the couch well, or the anything thing. like that. Yeah. She was so out of it. She was hurting all over, and it's like, you know what? I'll stay home, and then oh, yeah. the next day she's like, "Look, can you stay home again? I just I can't move." Mm. No, you and you have to like. I think a lot of people without kids don't realize that. Almost if, almost when anyone is sick in the family, or at least I guess, well, particularly, um, I mean, if the caregiver is sick, of course, like this is the thing, then they need, they can't actually look after those kids. But you know, even if one or two of the kids are sick, that's a, a whole lot of like that's an exponential amount of extra work. Then when there are other kids in the house, mm-hmm. um, obviously this doesn't apply in your household, but here, yeah, like I would have had to stay home as well in that situation because if I wasn't sick myself <laughs> because uh, yeah like that's just it's a hell of a lot of work that's why I can't like people in the states where they get barely any sick leave and or they have to like take unpaid sick leave and stuff like you can't I can't even imagine like it, p- people don't realize how important it is to be able to, to take a day mm. even if it's not you that's sick you know and again, com- companies that have requirements around like doctor's notes and this and that, like, well, how, you know, if your kid's sick, does that apply? Like, I'm sure a lot of people aren't allowed to take sick leave if their kid is sick, but... But where can they send them? Yeah. What options do you have? Most and, people don't. And this gets to one of my one of my personal gripes because my, um, my wife is currently doing placement at a childcare yep. centre. Yep. And parents send ch- children along sick with... Sick kids. Um, sicknesses. Yeah. And the funny thing is, they're not allowed to turn away, like, kids unless they've got a temperature. Yeah. Or they've got diarrhea, or they're vomiting. Yeah. Basically, they're, they're the three major things that they can they can send away yeah. from. Yeah. But cold, flu... Um, I mean, and unfortunately, like, you know, we send our kids to daycare, and sometimes we have sent them with a bit of a cold or whatever, because it's the, it's the sort of the same thing from the other direction. And it is, mm. a, it is a really difficult thing, because it's like, well... Okay, they're a little bit sick, but you know we can't take a day off work every day that they've got the sniffles. So it is sort of where else do you send them? You know, 
but I mean, I can completely understand it from the care, like the carers at the daycare point of view as well. They just must be constantly getting sick and they're spreading it to other kids. Yep. And, you know, they don't have bloody quarantine areas or maybe they should. Well, they say that it takes about a year to, to build up your, your immunity yeah. a lot better as a, um, as a childcare provider because otherwise, you know, it's lucky that you can actually build up an immunity to, to a lot of guess, these things. I guess you must just get immune to the, to the large like the large range of different sort of virus types mm. or something and you start learning okay this person may have gastro i'm going to wash my hands a hell of a lot better than what i what well, i normally would and yeah just just basic hygiene you know would would play a, a large part in, and a lot of us are, are lax on that you know we don't realize how important that can be yeah and like just going through some of some of bianca's books i mean when was the last time you wore gloves while changing a dirty diaper or dirty nappy? I never have. Exactly. <laughs> I but mean, there, they, they are wearing gloves and all that sort of stuff. But that yeah, also helps with the hygiene thing. Of like, course. we don't think about that as, as parents because it's yeah. just like, it's my kid, I'll just, you know, chuck on a pull-up, chuck on a nappy, whatever. Yeah. And, if, uh, if I end up with poo in my thing, under my fingernails, when, well, it happens <laughs> <laughs> far too often. <laughs> Uh, my girls have been take have taken to grabbing themselves down under every time I pull their nappy off. I have to like contort myself <laughs> so that my you know left arm is to, you know with their head to the left. My left arm is like blocking their arms from reaching their crotch as I have to like <laughs> until I can wipe all the poo out. Uh, oh yes, if anyone's listening and you haven't had kids yet, well, I'm sure this is helping helping your decision. <laughs> poopy vagina <laughs> yes you'll have to deal with such things I've never had to deal with such things no but you've had to deal with boy. the nooks and crannies of the <laughs> testicles and penis like a lot easier have, <laughs> it's easier but you know I'm sure you've had to like lightly pinch the little penis in between <laughs> your, your fingers so you can pull it up and reach beneath the testes get out any poop mm-hmm you know. Okay, uh, yes. okay, kid, you're gonna wear your ankles for earrings. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Get it, get a better view. <laughs> Do uh, I get everything? Yeah. One of the Taz's first sentences that he were that he learned was "Benjamin's, Benjamin's," because <laughs> <laughs> he'd like straighten out his legs, and I couldn't get into any of the cracks. <laughs> oh boy. Um, yeah, well, I mean, the thing with the thing with sickness as well, like. Uh, Erica was telling me that apparently you can be contagious for up to like two weeks after having a gastro bug like this. Mm-hmm. And like, it's just not realistic to quarantine your kids or your family for two weeks. Like it just doesn't happen. So of course these things get spread. And in fact, I feel terrible because uh, it was mum's birthday this week and we had a bit of an afternoon tea uh, on the Sunday. Mm-hmm. And this is after Ari had been sick, but no one else had gotten sick. So, so you all went? Well, we didn't take the girls. Erica stayed home with the girls, but I, you know, it's my mum's birthday. I thought I should yep. go and and, and um, the cousins were going to be there. So I took Taz along because at this point we're thinking, well, Ari was the only one who's got sick. It's been, you know, t- 12 to 24 hours since she threw up and no one else has had symptoms. So oh, it's probably just something she ate or whatever, you know, or even though we'd all eaten the same stuff. Yeah. I don't know, maybe for whatever reason, it didn't agree with her. Uh, and particularly because it had passed relatively fast, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, we went to the party. Went to the party, and 
Taz had a ball and was playing with his cousins and everything was great. Uh, and then we came home and then that night Taz started throwing up and I was like, holy crap. And I started thinking about that party in a whole different light because Taz was, you know, roughhousing and playing around. With the other boys. Plenty of bodily contact with the other boys. And, you know, and probably putting the to same put- toys in their mouth. And <laughs> I mean, yeah, maybe. Um, sharing plates and things probably. Uh, you know, my sister has a less than one month old. Mm-hmm. And I don't think Taz really had much contact with her, but I really hope that their family didn't pick this up then. Um, you know, and even little things like Taz Taz ran into something and needed a Band-Aid. And so he went around to every single person in the in the house to show them his Band-Aid. But that means he had contact with every <laughs> single person in that house. It's funny how you can look back at something like that in this different context as, you know, your son is possibly patient zero of setting off a whole new, you know, epidemic of bloody gastro bug. Mm-hmm. So, so anyway, I haven't heard that they've had symptoms, so I'm hoping that they, nobody else picked it up. But I, w- I was talking to my mum a while ago about when we were kids, like, did we get, you know, really sick? Yeah. And she goes, yeah, except it was when you were first going to primary school. Right. So, you know, the, the whole... Yet another place where you just... Where you don't diseases. want that to happen. And, yeah. and like, at the time, I think mum was only working a... a a very small amount at um at like maybe a part time job with either the bank or I know that she worked at the laundry for a little while, and it was just one of those sort of things that like back then dad dad worked all sorts of hours he was a um he was a pri- uh, prison officer yeah so he'd work all hours of like nights here nights there. Well, you'll find all uh, all about it. <laughs> find out all about it in a couple of weeks' time when my dad joins the show. Yeah. I talked to him the other day, and he he has agreed to come on. We're just teeing updates at the moment. Awesome. But um, yeah, he was a prison officer at um, Pentridge in Melbourne, and um, he's got lots of stories to tell cool. about that. So that'll be a bit of fun. But um, but yeah, Mum was a, for a long time as a stay at home sort of mum until we, we were both off to school because my sister's only two years below me. But I could only imagine, you know, Kylie goes to to school, you know, after we're both in school and she's going, oh, great, now I can, oh, no, now Kylie's sick. <laughs> and, yeah. you know, quite a few days of, of being sick and then finally off to school all the time. And Yeah, well, it's really hard because if you've got kids, sick kids, like you then it means you're stuck in the house as well, even if in case you you know you you haven't got sick, and you just go crazy. Like sometimes, sometimes I wish you know I I don't agree at all with their views, but sometimes I wish we had anti-vaxxer friends, so that when our <laughs> kids are sick, they can still they'll still want to come over and have playdates because they think that it's gonna like boost their kids' immune system or something better than a vaccination. It's like hey, our kids got chickenpox. Nobody else wants to come over, but you 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 can come over and infect your kid with a dangerous disease so i know that we're going to go into this a lot at one stage um which is vaccinations yeah but it's on our list it's it's certainly on our list to to go into i've got a i've got a friend i'd like to bring on to talk about that mm-hmm. but back in the you know 80s and 90s there wasn't a vaccine for chickenpox that's true it's fairly fairly recent yeah, so it was around 2001, 2002, something like that, that yeah. they actually added into the MMR 
vaccine. I think it's the MMRV vaccine now. Oh, is it actually? Yeah, I'm not sure our kids got. Our kids have had all slightly, slightly different vaccines. Yeah, because of because the they've been in different Canada places, and so. here and yeah, I think their varicella one was was separate. But anyway, yeah, yeah, they've all had it. But yeah, I believe here in in Australia we now do the MMRV, which right. is the mumps, measles, rubella, and but don't varicella. you know that's going to overpower their immune system? How can you put extra ones in there? Um, and mercury and all that sort of bullshit. <laughs> anyway, that's what isn't that so, one? It's MMMRV. Uh, <laughs> the, the extra M is for Mercury. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's right. You get you get uh, vaccinated against Mercury, so it's actually really good for you. It's MMMRVM. <laughs> What's the extra M for? That's a typo. That's that's extra Mercury. <laughs> we just chuck some more in there. <laughs> yeah, we know how much you guys love Mercury in your vaccines. So anyway, my cousin got sick with the chicken pox. Oh, it's the autism agenda. MMRVA. Now we've added autism. <laughs> but it's a vaccine against autism. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but oh my God. That would like blow the anti-vaxxers' minds if there was a vaccine against autism. Holy shit. <laughs> uh. Oh, God, i got to try to put that in the title of this, uh, <laughs> of this episode. I'm not sure what will rhyme with autism there. <laughs> M-M-R-V-A-V, anti-vaxxer. So it's, a <laughs> <laughs> it's an anti-vaxxer vaccine? Yeah. Nice. <laughs> it repels them. <laughs> oh, and M-M-R-A-A-V-C. So cancer's in there as well. <laughs> <laughs> well, because everybody knows that there's a cure to cancer and it's just been withheld by Big Pharma because they make more money selling the chemotherapy, right? Yes, that's right. That's why, you know, you don't ever hear about, you know, someone in Big Pharma getting cancer and dying, which you no, occasionally do hear. <laughs> <laughs> Interestingly, probably to the same statistical level as everyone else in the population. Exactly. Yeah. Um, so anyway, my cousin got chicken pox, and my mum thought it'd be a great idea to take my sister and I over, over there to try and get us to get it, yeah, because, I mean, you know, so it's a great idea to get it young. Yeah, and that that is one of that that is where that sort of, oh, I'm not going to say that's where it started, but that was one of the more acceptable um, times to do that, was specifically with chicken pox, because it was generally un- uncomplicated. Mm. disease that you then develop an immunity to and can be a lot worse when you're an adult. Yes. So there is a certain amount of logic to that. Is, but mum learnt the hard way that maybe it wasn't a good idea, given that I got it so bad that, like, literally the, um, like, it all went down through my throat as well. Yeah. And I was extremely, extremely sick, and she's like, oh... Crap! <laughs> You'd feel pretty guilty. I'm she pretty felt guilty. extremely guilty yeah. and decided never to, never to do that sort of thing again. Yeah, I was sort of lucky. I didn't get mumps as a kid. I didn't get r- normal measles. I got German measles instead, or rubella. Yep. Um, I got chickenpox. I then got shingles later on, which is a, Jesus. It's it's a reoccurrence of of yeah. chickenpox okay. and. Trevor, you're like the that, sickliest kid. I didn't realize that is extremely like. As I said, I didn't get mumps, I didn't get measles, but I did get varicella. 
Barrichello, and I did get Rubella. So, yeah. and Shingles is fucked. <laughs> How old were you when you got that? Um, thirteen or fourteen. I was in high school. Yeah. Yeah. And localized patch my back. I woke up one morning and my back was just on fire. Ugh. Like it was so painful and I couldn't I was playing basketball at the time and basically I had to stay away from school and couldn't play basketball. I couldn't go out and play tennis. I could literally do nothing until it was gone because it's like so contagious. Yeah. But oh my god, it was so painful. Luckily I've only had it the once. <laughs> mm. Yeah, cuz you can that is something you can keep getting then, right? Or, yeah. Or do you, is it likely that you'd eventually get your immunity to it? Well, some people can get like three, four reoccurrences of it, but it should can just it be, not like, be a, like if you were to go get a varicella, is it the same? Like it's the same virus, right? Yeah, it's just localized, but they mm. call it shingles for some some reason. I think there is a slight mutation to it, but it's right. I wonder if the varicella vaccine has any effect on that. It could do. Although, presumably, if getting chickenpox the first time didn't yeah. give you the immunity that you need, mm. then... But immunity yeah, does wane, wane over time. Yeah, yeah, that's true. I also had asthma as a kid. <laughs> so, I say as a kid because it was really bad. Like, it, there was one stage that I literally... We were away at Kyneton, and, mm-hmm. and I literally couldn't breathe for, like three or four minutes like oh, my, my auntie she's only eight years older than me but she told me you know a number of years ago that she basically she was freaked out out of her mind she had yeah. to sort of take me outside and like you know just rub me on the back because I just I couldn't breathe and she didn't know what you to do you didn't have any any medicine no because it was the first attack oh right Jesus so and then it just came on that strong that suddenly that strong that suddenly just one wow. night and the last time I had an attack, mum and dad were actually getting a, um, like a demonstration of a vacuum cleaner and right. they were vacuuming up and then showing, oh, look just how much dust we picked up. <laughs> <laughs> and it's like, it just set it off and I just had this yeah. massive attack. That was when I was about 16 or 17. And since then, like I haven't actually had that. And this last Friday, I actually turned 36. I know I said I, I was 36 when we started this podcast, but it turns out I was 35. <laughs> uh, yeah, when you get past about, I don't know, 27 or something, you just stop counting. Uh, I'm like, I was born in 1980, it's 2016, therefore I'm 36. That's yeah, that's it. That's pretty much how I figure that, it out too. That's what I was looking at. And I'm like, oh crap, I'm actually only 35. Oh well. You've got a nice round number to base it off. I have to like do that little bit of extra arithmetic. To do for 81. Yeah, because you got to, like, okay, 80, yeah. tw- 2016, okay, minus one, okay, exactly. <laughs> Except it's at the start of the year, so, yeah, so, oh, wait, I am, th- yeah, see, I've even then got that messed up, yes, I'm 35. Yes. <laughs> yeah, I've, uh, I had asthma um, too, but mine, if I recall correctly, I'm pretty sure this is right, but I basically had, like, a lung infection. Ooh. Uh, when I was, I don't know, like nine or ten maybe. And uh, I just remember that being really fucking painful. And uh, I remember sitting in the in the car while mum had to, like mum had to stop somewhere. It might have been on the, it might have been her picking up like prescription or something after going to the doctors or something. And I remember just sitting in the car and being like just shards of glass through my lungs. Like that's what it felt like, you know, every time I breathed in. 
Oh yeah, it's uh, but it's uh, not it's not very kind to your lungs. It makes you feel oh, like God. absolute shit. But that yeah, that led to sort of just intermittent recurrences of sort of asthma like symptoms. I mean, I think technically mm-hmm. it is asthma, but that persists to this day. You know, not as much anymore. I did go through a period a few years ago where I was very, very often and I'd be, you know, I had the sort of the, I've got the Ventolin puffers and I'd be using it multiple times a day because it'd just be, it's, it, I didn't get full on attacks mm-hmm. where it full on like closed my throat up like that. Uh, it was just a dec- like decreased capacity for being able to take full breaths sort of thing. And, uh, and that's pretty much helps, so. that's pretty much what I was having. Like, yeah, it was it was as though I could actually breathe in, but then my lungs just wouldn't take the air. Yeah, yeah, and uh, yeah. So I I still get that occasionally. Yeah, it's horrible, particularly at night and in certain certain conditions, certain times of year. It's hard to say because for a while I thought it was for a while I thought it was Australia that was doing it because I didn't have it for the longest time in. Canada, and then I mm-hmm. when I came back here in 2012, I had it really bad while I was here, and but I think maybe that might have just been sort of the the change in either you know seasons or the like the season that I was here, or just the change in general general sort of I don't know maybe even the types of dust or something, or, yeah. or even just that I was in the in, in the city, you know, in in Canada, and and I don't know anyway. Then adding clean air. <laughs> Well, I, I guess I was thinking more in the city. It's just smaller uh, apartments and stuff where not as much dust gathers, perhaps. Yeah. Whereas out here in the suburbs, you know, things tend to settle a bit more in the in the dusty old corners. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't know. Oh, what what I what I did want to know is like, do you remember the medication that you're on? Yeah, it's a, well, it's uh, it was when you were a kid. It was um, when I was a kid. It was Ventolin. Yep. Yeah. Which, as I only found out recently, between all the all the major ones, Ventolin and Brecanol, and I think there's some other some other one, they're all just brands. They're not actually any real <laughs> any real yeah. difference between them. It's just whatever your doctor happened to prescribe to you. Yeah, yeah. So I always thought of it. I always had it as as Ventolin, but and I'm just looking this up because I couldn't actually remember. I knew there was another name for it. But when I was, I think when I was in the states, it was albuterol, and here it's salbutamol. Yeah, it's the same. It's the same thing. Yeah. So I, th- this is just going back to show how bad medicines were in the eighties. When I first got it, when I first got asthma, I had Brickinol, and they had this real nasty sort of plastic contraption that you had to put a little pill mm. in in oh, the top, yeah. and you twist and twist back, and what it would do is break it's like. Break and basically put all the all the um all the stuff inside this plastic contraption. Yep. And then with a deep breath, <laughs> that's right. You're basically sucking in dust. You you basically have to suck in dust into your lungs. But the problem yeah. was when I was, I was having an asthma attack, I couldn't breathe in. And yeah. it was like, God damn it. I'm like <laughs> It's like, no, you gotta take bigger deep, deeper breath than that. I remember kids having those. At school, I never had that one. Cause what? Sorry, what one did you say that was? That was that was early Brickinol. Okay, yeah. Well, the Ventolin was always a an aerosol. Yeah. Well, later on, the Brickinol did become an aeros- aerosol, right. and then they sort of brought back the um the idea of the of the dust again, but right. they put it into into a um 
a smaller capsule that you just you turn the bottom like once and it just puts another another um like dose, dose. and then you yeah. could just with a s- smaller but still still kind of deep breath you you still breathe it in yeah and it's it's sort of just put it directly into your lungs so you know yeah. medication is like oh, okay yeah well, when i like when i was younger mum made me use the spacer i don't know if you've because i don't know if you've used salbutamol or ventolin but uh they like it comes in the little the standard sort of little puffer that you're used to seeing in mm-hmm. movies and stuff with the you push down on the top put it in your mouth but they they recommend actually using a spacer which basically you you, a, you spray two times in and then you breathe it in just through yeah, the spacer yeah and yep. the idea being that it's you you're more likely to get all of the all of the medicine by doing it that way because you're not just going to spray it so it like hits the back of your throat or whatever yeah uh, but I always hated using that thing because it was just such a pain in the ass. And it was to a wash big, like, afterwards. thirty centimeter like plastic thing in you. <laughs> yeah, well, the, yeah, the one I had. Well, I've had smaller ones since then, but even those I don't use because I just, I just got used to just putting the thing in my mouth and just <laughs> breathing in and doing the and doing the spray. And like maybe I don't get the full dosage dosage for that. Yeah. I don't know, but it's so much easier. I'm not like, particularly when half the time it was me fumbling to the side of the bed because I can't breathe in the middle of the night, you know, mm-hmm. I'm not going to bring the bloody spacer out and hook that up and take the well, extra I, time. We, um, we had family friends who actually required a nebulizer, which is like, it, it's like the furthest, furthest away from puffer. It's sort of like a, it's a full on oxygen machine sort of thing. That, right. Um, that, just you, you had to be on for like an hour or something like that and yeah, it was sort of like okay. I'm glad I don't have to have that and it was sort no, of like I'm, I'm glad I didn't have to go there yeah well I mean I'm, I'm glad that in general my asthma has been fairly minor it has caused some issues around exercise and stuff because that would occasionally trigger it mm-hmm. different different things but in general it's it's so intermittent that it's not really a problem and I, I really I haven't had to use the puffer in very much like in the past year at all Oh, that's good. So obviously it wasn't Melbourne, so that's that's even better. Yeah, I don't know if I just got used to it or, <laughs> <laughs> or what. Maybe we'll get to the end of it. well. When I've nearly nearly been here a whole year, so I'll have inoculated myself against all 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 the seasons of Melbourne, <laughs> all seventeen of them. Yeah, <laughs> you got to go through those seasons where it's like autumn, winter, summer in the one day. <laughs> <laughs> Does that count as a different season? Yes, because it's yeah. like all winmer <laughs> or something like that. <laughs> so, as I said before, it was my birthday Friday. Yes. Um, turning 36. Happy birthday. Thank you. So, we decided that we'd we'd sort of go out for my birthday as a, as a you know, as friends to go see a movie. Oh, you and I, yes. Yes. I thought you were talking about you and Bianca. No. We, did we, you and Bianca do anything for your birthday? No, it was just a nice quiet night at home. She did She did come visit me at work, but it, I kind of wanted to take the day off, but as I took the previous two days off, thought right. it might not be a great idea for yeah. me to take a third day off in a row. Fair enough. So, um... Wait, just, I'm just going to take us on a little tangent about yeah. birthdays. So, Facebook... Yes. ...tells you when it's anybody's birthday... Mm-hmm. Who you have, who you have on your friends list, and mm-hmm. uh, if if you're like me, you've got people on your friends list of varying degrees of sort of closeness and yes, 
Do you do you tend to write on people's walls when it comes up and tells you it's their birthday? No. Do you have a reason? Um, because if I forget, if I forget someone's, <laughs> then I, you know, they'll feel like, oh, yeah. he said he said it to that that other person, so I, I I've got a strict no, yeah, no okay, good. happy birthday. I have I have the same policy. Um, I'll, and I'll I feel like I'll wish I've, them a happy birthday the next time I see them, or yes. if I've got their mobile number and I remember, I'll send them a, a birthday message. So even that, like, I mean, at least it's at least it's not happening publicly then. So if you do forget someone. But yeah, I my rule is basically, look, if I'm going to see you in person, I'll wish you happy birthday, but I'm not just going to throw up something on Facebook because where do you draw the line? Mm-hmm. You know, as, mean, as soon guess- as I see one from from like your wife or something like that, which I did see, and I'm, I'm like, okay, Ben says happy birthday. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. The thing is like I, 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 if I wanted, I could write. I could write. I'm sure there's a bloody Facebook app that you can get that just responds with a random happy birthday message to anyone whose <laughs> birthday it is. Like it's sort of it's the same amount of of actual care, really. Hmm. Like if, if if I'm having a Facebook co- like a conversation with you on Facebook, even if it's publicly in sort of the comments of messages or something, maybe I'll mention it there because then there's sort of there's actually some interaction and it's part there's of a conversation. Actually, it's, it- comes up naturally in a conversation yeah, not just but a I'm not just gonna I'm not just arbitrary gonna re- <laughs> yeah yeah because yeah anyway so I just you, you you made me think of that because I don't think I wished you happy birthday no. on uh, on Friday was it Friday yeah, yeah it was Friday I may have even forgotten to wish it to you when we went out on Saturday but I've said it now because we're talking now <laughs> <laughs> I, can't I might have said it on Saturday I don't remember you saying it but you know what I don't keep count of yeah. who said it and who did no exactly exactly so yes you and i went out on saturday uh, we had a mandate we had a bit of a mandate and um uh, you did ask me to bring flowers and i forgot uh, sorry about I that and i i i consider just cancelling the podcast forever because of that because i just i was so offended <laughs> um <laughs> but the reason why i forgot is because I'm okay. Picture this. I'll take you back to Saturday night. Yeah, um, you're sitting there anxiously getting dressed, and getting I'm, I'm getting up. dressed, getting you know, a, well, not really aftershave because I've got this big bushy beard, but um, you know, a bit of deodorant, beard, getting bit getting of, all dressed, you know, and I get this message, and this message reads, "Uh, dude." Arden just threw up. <laughs> <laughs> I may not. Um, I may have to cancel tonight. I'm like. Fuck. <laughs> I think I sent back just That's li- That fuck. was literally your response, yeah. <laughs> um, Understandably. Because you and I Because I'd already bought the for tickets for, for the yeah. movie that we were going to go see, and they were like $20-odd each, and it's like, because we happened to go see a Kevin Smith film that is only showing in like one cinema in Melbourne. Yeah. So... Because Kevin Smith is too, much, too, too niche now to rate anything... It was a, to rate a, a wide release, which is doing which is real indie films, you know, which is how we started. <laughs> and um, yeah, no, exactly. We'll, exactly. We'll, we'll get to our review of the film, yes, or our impressions. But so anyway, I'm sitting there for like the next half hour, and I'm thinking, I'm not going to message him. He's obviously he's <laughs> off doing, <laughs> trying to organise, you know, people to come over. Luckily, your um, yeah, my sister, and your sister and your brother-in-law were able to, yeah. Come save the day. It turned out that she just she pretty much went to she she did throw up a couple more times, but she slapped and and 
you know, Erica didn't need too much support. But I obviously wasn't going to, you know, we didn't know that. And I wasn't going to leave her with a sick kid uh, without any sort of support. So, so luckily, my big, sister. Big, big thank you to Ryan and yeah, Emily. Ryan and Emily, absolutely. Thanks for coming through. Uh, yeah, so we did make it to the movie, Think, thankfully. Which yes. is good because we've been looking forward to it for a while as we are both yep. fairly big Kevin Smith fans. And in fact, he's basically the sort of inspiration for us even starting the podcast. Yeah, I think um, listening to multitudes of his podcasts and, <laughs> he's got and a lot of them. every single time he's like, your job for the year is to go out and, and just record yourself talking to a friend or something like that. Yeah. Yeah, and we're like, we've got to do that. New podcast, and we've been talking. Yeah, I mean, and I think we've mentioned, but we've been talking about it since I was back in Canada, and yeah. And we were thinking we've got to be in the same room, and not once have we recorded in the same room. <laughs> no, we've never recorded in the same room. Um, <laughs> not even on the boys' weekend, which I, we no, had all these grand plans we and thinking about it, but too much other stuff going on. Yeah. So anyway, we went off to to go see. Uh, Kevin Smith's new film, Yoga Hoses. Yeah, which uh, is the... So, we'll, we'll just do a brief rundown. So, it's the second in his True North trilogy. Yes, the first uh, being Tusk. Are, the first being Tusk, and they're all set in Canada and uh, and are all sort of have... I don't know. He's, for those who have seen Kevin Smith movies before but maybe don't follow his works like there these are a little bit different basically he said he's going back to the sort of indie type movies that he wanted to make originally before he even became a filmmaker and you know it's things like yeah, you know, these are sort of horror movies and have interesting creatures and cool creature effects and stuff and mm-hmm. it is it is the sort of things that often you know when you're a teenager or a youth and you think about making movies these are the sort of fun things that you want to do dress people up in cool costumes and fake blood and stuff now, both Tusk and Yoga Hoses have something in common in the fact they've both been, like, critically lambasted by the, <laughs> by the critics. Like, the critics literally want to stick these films in the toilet and just flush it, and they're just yeah. like, they won't go down. I think I'll, I'll, I'll give... <laughs> <It's a metaphor. laughs> what it's was that? Emotion. That's a good metaphor. I like your, <laughs> like your little acting there. <laughs> anyway, come on. you stopped me, you bastard. Yeah, um, sorry. So anyway, I I went in going, okay, you know what? I went in with with just hopes of a of a good Kevin Smith film for Tusk. I came out, I'm like, you know what? I actually really enjoyed it. It was it was good. It was about a guy who turns another guy into a walrus. And yeah, what what more can you ask for? Come on. And then sort of, it's sort of like there were some really disgusting bits in it, and that you literally felt sick to the stomach. I.e., the walrus suit. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I I didn't mind Tusk. It sounds like you maybe liked it a little bit more than I did, but it was you know it was fine to watch. Uh, it was this sort of horror, like body horror slash comedy sort of thing. But then again, I do like horror, <laughs> so I mean, maybe I that's why I like. I it. don't mind horror. I guess. I guess it's not what I want out of a Kevin Smith film. And I mean, uh, that's, you know, obviously it's fine. That's what he wanted to do. But I just felt he was sort of attempting to go too far down the horror and there wasn't enough, enough comedy, comedy, which is what he's yep. good at, you know. There were funny bits but in it, but there, it wasn't yeah, there were all funny the way bits through it. it. There were funny bits in it. And it was an okay horror film. 
but uh, yeah, it, it, and it stars it, a, an unrecognizable Johnny Depp. <laughs> yeah, that's true. I don't think I realized that until after I saw the movie that that's who that was, and because I'm pretty sure in that one he wasn't even credited. Was no, he, he wasn't. Yeah. <laughs> Not at all. He just turns up halfway through the film and it's like, who the hell is yeah, that in this like with the dick on his nose, <laughs> full, like body, yeah, like face makeup making him look completely unrecognizable. But uh, but he puts in a good performance. Oh. It, an awesome performance. And then when you find out Guy, some Guy, more what stuff... What is it? Guy Lapointe? Guy Lapointe. <laughs> <laughs> um, which is another character from the many Smodcasts <laughs> that uh, Scott Moser and Kevin... Right, Kevin and that's the together. thing. So, uh, these movies uh, are inspired by episodes of Smodcast, which is Kevin Smith and Scott Moser's podcast, which is, you know, which is just cool. They 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 riff on riff on stuff like we sort of try to do and uh, and occasionally it turns into these ideas and they realize hey we could make this we're filmmakers you know hmm. uh, so you you know from that point of view I I really admire what he's doing he's just now and I mean you know he's obviously got the financial freedom and, and to do that now which is which is great for him you know he's yeah. he's had success despite mo- often the critics sort of you know slamming him. Uh, in particularly in more recent years, but I don't I don't know. Kevin Smith is very inspiring when you hear him talk, because he is just for that. Everyone just create and do what you want and find your thing and just create. Uh, and so you know that's what we're sort of trying to do here. Hmm. But Tusk had a f- quite a number of things throughout the po- from the podcast just littered throughout. Yeah, little references to other characters and other little things that they that they mentioned on the podcast and they do talk about Canada a lot and they've kind of got their their little their over the top Canadian over the characters top. that they bring up what's that a boot constantly <laughs> saying A in a boot <laughs> and you know having lived in Canada for six years although admittedly I was on the west coast where the, the accent is not as strong no uh, you know that that's just not the way they actually talk but but yeah, they, he he scatters those throughout, and and so if you are a fan of the podcast, you get all these little tidbits, which is which is you know nice for those of you are a fan, for those who are fans. So what I felt is Tusk had a nice smattering, Yoga Hoses had like a well, if you like that, <laughs> boom, it's <laughs> all these references. It was Yoga Hoses is full of references, and and a lot of them like, and they I don't think he overdid it because a no, lot of definitely them, not. A lot of them are just, if you don't get it, then it's just a little... It's something in the background. It's just something in the background, exactly. But it's like you're going through... um, It's Give give a quick rundown. Um, Two girls who were in in Tusk as clerks in a... They had a brief brief, uh, scene, basically, in Tusk. um, They were given a full movie. Um, They being uh, Kevin Smith's daughter, Harley Quinn, and... Johnny Depp's, Johnny Depp's daughter, daughter, Lily Rose. So, um, both of them, I think I think they did a great job together. I like think the- they actually they've got, and I mean you can you can almost tell that they've been childhood friends themselves. Like they yeah. just they had that good chemistry. Um, there's a scene in where they go through photos in in like one of one of the Colleen's um, bedrooms, and yes. you you literally see them as kids, Colleen. and they're and they're literally. Yeah, you realize oh, actual actual childhood photos. photos. Yeah, exactly. And so they they're working in a convenience store. Turns out that there's a 
there's a hidden evil underneath the convenience store that they're working in, and and they have to fight it off using yes. yoga, basically using the yoga. Title. Um, the running joke all the way through is their yoga instructor fighting a certain cartoon company. That I- <laughs> the yoga instructor played it's incredibly funnily by Justin Long. Yogi Bayer. So Yogi Bayer. B A Y E R. But I think I think it was like um wasn't wasn't the yoga studio something like Jellystone Park or something like that. <laughs> Might have been. Um it, was it, good. it was just great little great little things things like that. Yeah, um, that, so I was gonna say like I liked because there was, I guess, there was sort of aspects of horror in this, or I get, or though I suppose it was, uh, it almost seemed he was going sort of for that action, like eighties action. I, I think I heard him put it as it's clerks meet gremlins, and then he crosses yeah. out gremlins, and I think he ended up on like critters, and then right. ghoulies, and basically yeah, going sort of- going down through the scale to to basically the most low budget version <laughs> that he right. could. Yeah. Um. Yeah. And and uh, yeah, I I felt that the I felt that the comedy to whatever else ratio was a lot better in this film than Tusk. Yes, uh, it was actually really funny in places. Like, I from from start to finish, I just had this massive smile on my face. <laughs> yeah, I'm just yeah. like, I just couldn't stop from smiling, even, even again, though there being... were some scenes that you know may have gone a little bit too long. It's like I don't care. This is just awesome. I'm just going to keep on watching it and just yeah. enjoy it for for what it is. I don't want this to end. And <laughs> look, so, some of the some of the um some of the effects. They look bad, but you know yeah, what? That was, they so that was awful in the eighties as well. <laughs> well, okay, so that was that was one of my. So I had two criticisms of the movie. The first of which was the accents. I felt like he overdid. They overdid the boots. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, a lot of the time the characters just sounded like American Americans until they said a boot or oot or whatever. Um, and you know, I know that's kind of the running joke, but yeah, it was just it just got it was just got a little bit too much. But anyway, I mean that's that's fine. And a lot of the other, a lot of the other Canadian jokes were quite good, and it's funny because I came home and, and told Erica about it. And it's not her type of movie at all. And I sort of mentioned the accents, and she was like, "Oh yeah, that's typical." Uh, and then I said, "You know, yeah, and like the convenience store is called like A to Z, like because Canadians all say A and they also say Z instead of Z." And she was like, "Oh, that's actually kind of funny." <laughs> <laughs> so there, there you go. There's that joke from from the perspective of an actual Canadian is. It's funny, yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah, my other criticism was on the effects because, particularly the scenes. So the main sort of things they're fighting are these little, they, they call them bratsies. They're bratwurst. They're Nazis made of brat bratwurst and filled with sauerkraut. And you know they're fighting them off with their yoga. And when they hit them, they basically just explode in these pretty terrible CG effects where the sort of yellow stuff goes everywhere. And like. I get the low budget, it's fine. But if he really wanted to go to 80s, like my my thing is, why wouldn't he go more practical effects, which were used so much more back then, mm. particularly when you're just fighting sausage creatures. Like he could have got such cooler like shots out of just, you know, at one point one of them's got a hockey stick. Like he just smashes, like dress up as bratwurst sausage and smack it with a hockey stick like (laughs) (laughs) like have have that all squeeze out you know have it you know do it in bloody slow motion and you'll have 
sauerkraut flying through the air you know like i feel like you could have could have with some done it all practical cuts and stuff done practical effects and all you need to do is buy some sausages like it's not going to be that high a budget but you know they decided to sort of go the cheap cg route and it just it looked pretty tacky there was no you know there's no weight to it of course because they weren't actually hitting anything and it just it was it was these pretty terrible particle effects so that being said the effects of of the Bratzies, played by Kevin Smith, nonetheless. Yeah, they themselves um, was fine. Like, that sort of thing, I'm fine. Like, obviously, they filmed it in front of a green screen and just comp- composited them into each shot, but, like, that's the sort of low-budget effects that I that that I would expect and that, yeah. and that I'm happy with. Like, it is hard, you know, to actually do that well. It costs a lot of money. Um, I think one of the highlights of, of the entire movie, for me, was yeah. pretty much the entire third act. Yeah. Like, it was just... As soon as Ralph Garman came in. As soon as Ralph Garman came on the screen, big time. Another, another regular Kevin Smith collaborator, and they have their own podcast together. Um, Hollywood Babylon, which mm. um, I can't reckon, recommend enough. I'm actually, like, way behind on that. I haven't been listening to that in a while, but... Yeah, I'm fully up to date. I've listened to all 256 episodes. <laughs> yeah, you get a lot more time to listen to podcasts than I do. I have to be, have to be a bit pickier. I, I did start a long time ago. <laughs> it's not no, like I, I just, just listened to 256 in the last week. No, I've Although been a, I've been a fan since a, about episode 75. You, <laughs> mm. As soon as he came on board and, and his reasoning for, for speaking... For doing all his... Yeah, for his speaking in the, um, in the impressions, it was just... It was genius. Like, I was actually wondering how they were going to bring in the impressions, knowing that they were going to bring in the impressions. <laughs> and it's like... That's a great idea, and the it fact was pretty that good. I'd I'd be interested, uh, I'd be interested to know what someone who hasn't listened to Hollywood Babylon and hasn't and isn't yep. necessarily a big pod, Kevin Smith podcast fan would think of that. Like, is it just completely ridiculous for for this guy to start speaking in, uh, you know, in all these different impressions of of American actors? Basically, what what um, I absolutely love though was, um, Gila points. Like reaction to every single one. Oh like, yeah, he was into it. Like he, he was, was into like, it, and oh, the girls yeah, are just going, "Who the hell's this?" Just, yeah, yeah, they're too young to get any of the references. <laughs> that was that. That was really funny. And it was just like, really, the whole the whole movie. I absolutely loved. You know, if I was to if I was to you know give it on say the Siskel and Ebert score, I'd be two thumbs up. Like those little gripes about the um about the accents and that sort of stuff. You know, yeah. so what? I I so watched this again and again and again because it yeah, was just. I thought it was it was really good. Um, a lot of nice little touches. I, I liked at the beginning when they were introducing all the characters. They'd bring up a little kind of interesting mix of sort of eighty style music, but it was meant to be kind of. There you uh, go. I've like got an a gripe. Instagrammy sort of thing. I've got a gripe. Okay. They weren't on the screen long enough. I wanted to read everything. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I mean that was the thing. So they had they had little things where it was as if. As if the girls had posted an Instagram picture of this character, and then it had sort of little comments coming up down the bottom. Your favorite were, comment that that you told me, like while we were actually in the theater, you just leaned across and told me what what it was on um on the one on of, of Harley's mum. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. A little a little comment by Case Smitty saying something like, "What was it? Like, I'd I hit that, or <laughs> I hit that, or something." It was awesome. But you know, those are supposed to be little freeze frame gags. Basically, you know, you, ha- you you you're not going to see all those until you buy the Blu-ray and, and pause it. 
but you know I appreciated them and, and it was kind of nice little touches and again mostly for fans of Kevin Smith and his podcast you know you sort of have to know the broader context for mm. those to really be that funny I mean they're the nice little touches to have those regardless because it's just sort of part of that world he was building I think the weird thing was though like when I first saw the um one of the first scenes that Kevin put out I didn't feel that it actually fit in the film mm. like it felt like oh that feels like an odd choice to actually have then you're watching the film from start from the start and it's like this is natural you expect you expect this to come up every time that you're learning about a new character you're like okay what's it going to say this time what's what's the yeah, funny because thing it kind of was from the perspective of the colleens yeah and yeah they they were basically playing you know, and they were good characters, actually. They're playing, you know, very, very stereotypical teens in certain ways and, and obsessed with their phones. And But but a lot of it rang true, I mean, partially because these girls actually are, you know, 15 or 16 years old or whatever they are. And and I think Kevin is, is, is relatively in touch, you know, just because he knows his daughter and, and, hmm. and, and knows how, how they interact and stuff. Uh, but at the same time, you know, they weren't, they weren't, I mean, they're a bit ditzy in certain ways. But at the same time, you know, they were kicking ass and they're in a band and... But what was great is, like, who saved the day? It was two teenage girls. Yeah. Yeah, and, and that's it. Just even even creating, you know, anyone creating a movie revolving around two teenage girls in this day and age, you know, it deserves some credit, right? Like... We were actually sitting in the, um, the theatre and this mum and two teenage girls walk in. Yeah. And... I'm like, okay, I just wonder how this is going to go down. And they, they sat through the entire thing and they, they looked happy as they walked out. But Yeah, they seemed to enjoy like, it, a few um, laughs and stuff. It was like, we're sitting there going, oh God, two two teenagers have walked in and with, with their mum. Or two kids have walked in with their mum. And it's like, hang on, this is a kid show. This isn't I mean, the, this yeah, is the I, typical I Kevin guess. Smith and R-rated. I, no, I don't... Was it... What was it rated, do you know, M? Um, I'm not sure here. Yoga hoses. Because, yeah, like, it's hard to know. You know, obviously, the two main characters are two 15-year-old girls. So, is that the, is that sort of the audience? Is it is it made for them? Or is it made for us 35-year-olds um, <laughs> uh, who, who grew up on Kevin Smith and it just happens to star two teenage girls? Uh, I mean, probably a little bit of both. Obviously, he put a lot of stuff in there for fans like us. But... Uh, I, I think he he presumably made it so that people like his daughter could watch it as well. Yeah, sorry, I was still trying to find. It's alright, I was just trying to vamp over the top of you. Finding the rating. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I still can't find it. Oh, never mind. Uh, rating M. Okay, so... In Australia, so... Which is... 15 plus that, recommended. Yeah, which basically. is equivalent to the PG-13 PG in America. PG-13 so. in America, yeah. So yeah, and that's right. There was there was less. I mean, there certainly wasn't anything like you know there was there was less of the sort of sexually explicit um, discussions that that Kevin Smith often has. Uh, a bit less swearing. Perhaps. There was certainly a lot of um, a lot of the word shit. <laughs> I noticed that very early on. Like yeah, yeah. Well, that's probably he probably stuck to that because that's what he can get away with on the rating. Yeah, yeah. I think it's probably what he was aiming for. But. I I thoroughly enjoyed it. We had a um, we had a good time. We were laughing all the way through. Yep, we got chalk tops. <laughs> <laughs> Re- recommend it to um fans of Kevin Smith and yeah, definitely, definitely to fans of Kevin Smith. Everyone else, to others, you know, watch give it, it a go. watch it your, give it a go. watch it your peril because you may not like it. 
as a lot of people on Twitter really don't. Yeah, um, it's yeah, you'd have to be going into it expecting something low budget and it's kind of you know kind of cheesy and kind of tongue in cheek. I mean, definitely tongue in cheek. You know, there's nothing serious in this film whatsoever. But no, I don't know. It was a good time. Yeah, I enjoyed it. I thoroughly, thoroughly, thoroughly enjoyed <laughs> it. And we're, we'll have to go see Moose Jaws together. He's his third in the True North trilogy. Which, as it sounds, is, Jaws is literally with a Jaws moose. with a Moose. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think it's the greatest idea. And it will bring sort of all the Kevin Smith world together as um, one of the classic characters played in the um, in the Jaws movie will be now played by two characters because, you know, the the um, I think it's the character of Hooper. To be honest, I don't, I'm not sure I've ever seen Jaws. I have seen Jaws, but it was a while ago. I must watch it again because I remember really liking it. We should watch it before we see Moose Jaws. Yes. Um, either way, the, the guy that comes to town to basically say that, you know, he can he can defeat the moose right. is now played by... Jane Silent Bob? <laughs> it's now played by Jane Silent Bob. <laughs> so, I think that's going to be awesome, that you know... Cool. Bring it into the v- Isk universe, as it were. Jay's going to do the whole... <laughs> You know, monologue. Oh yeah, <laughs> it's gonna be awesome. Sweet. I've I've heard some of the monologue because they did it at the um uh, Jane Silent Bob Melbourne show podcast that they did at Melbourne last year. Yeah. So, um, it was awesome with Jay saying all the lines. <laughs> I just can't wait. Yeah, to, I've missed them the last few times. I saw them in Vancouver, uh, the one time they were there. But and I think they've been back since. But it was when I was in Ottawa, and then they were in Melbourne. I think that was also when I was in Ottawa, or maybe yeah, you know. were. Maybe they were in. Maybe they were in Vancouver again when I was in Melbourne at some point. I don't know. I seem to keep missing them. It was actually, I'm pretty sure, the 21st of um, 21st of September last year. Right, it was so a like Monday a couple night. Months, a couple of months before. I... And so it's basically tomorrow night is the <laughs> one year anniversary since I saw him live for the first time. <laughs> well, then it's appropriate that we're talking about him this week. Yes. Hopefully, you'll give us a retweet. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, we can only wish. Um, I think I think there's enough of us gushing about um, yeah, Kevin yeah, Smith yeah. and yoga hoses. Yep. Um, we should probably finish up. Actually, I think that's pretty much the end. Yeah. Um. So I believe you made a new friend on Twitter. It's true. Yeah. Yeah. I thought we'd we'd call out a podcast that I came across on Twitter. Uh, it's this guy in the US, I believe, and he, it's he him and his youngish daughter. I think she's six six or seven years old mm-hmm. uh, and they do the podcast together and it's really cute uh, and that is the lucky to be dad show and you know we're hoping that maybe we can organize a bit of a, a guest swap at some point could be could be a bit of fun yeah um it may be it probably won't be with his daughter because that'll just be a bit creepy maybe, two guys from across the world him, just yeah, going <laughs> we maybe won't ask him to have his daughter speak to two sweary Australian dads but <laughs> that he that he's only met on Twitter yeah <laughs> that but, could be a little uh, bit awkward yeah we'll see how that goes so you, you can find that uh, podcast on Twitter at lucky to be dad yeah I certainly will be giving it a listen yeah um, yeah I had a bit of a listen to a couple of episodes it's it's really fun. It's, um, you know, it's the sort of thing that I'm, I'm looking forward to us being able to do with our kids. Yes. Hope, perhaps down the line we will be two sweary dads and sweary sons, <laughs> <laughs> and daughters, of course. Once my yes, once old. your daughters are, are old enough. So we did promise a, a little bit of bath. That's true. We have our a, a change to the podcast. Yeah. 
So we've decided that we are going to go through a bit of go through a bit of mitosis as it, as yeah. it <laughs> after, after talking to to a few people um, about how the podcast is is going, how it's received out there. Yeah, um, we did we did get the feedback that um, some people are really enjoy the conversational style of things and not so much on the um on the comedy it's wacky little, click pitchy side yeah the little games that we play click and, pitch and then there's other people who enjoy the click pitchy stuff and yeah they could do it without the the talky stuff yeah so we've we've decided that we're going to move two sweary dads to every two weeks i was going to say bi-weekly but there's actually a big argument about what, what bi-weekly what means. Bi-weekly means. Two times a week. Times oh, a week, fuck. Yeah. <laughs> no, I I we don't have, have time, time for that. that. <laughs> uh, two, every, every, once every two weeks, and then on, uh, on the in-between weeks, every other week, we are going to start a new podcast, which will be a comedy game design podcast, where we do things such as click pitch, and we're going to come up with a bunch of other fun little segments uh, and, and move all that stuff over there. Um, so you won't be... You won't be losing any of any of the content. It'll just be split between two podcasts. You won't, and be, you won't be losing a podcast. You'll be gaining. Uh, you'll be gaining an podcast. extra one. <laughs> <laughs> I I know it feels weird to be saying, "Oh, every second week we're going to be doing a different podcast," but it it also makes sense. From you know, it means that we can we can be wacky. <laughs> we can get our wackiness out every every other week, and then yeah, two sweary dads will will probably you know we'll stick to just the general parenting conversations. Guests, hopefully, we're hoping to get more guests on. As we said, Trevor's dad will come up soon, and and you know perhaps some other podcasts as we as we said. But we don't think we're quite ready to do it yet. We still haven't set up. Yeah, like, we've got a few things to set up. So two sweary dads will continue its regular programming uh, schedule, regular programming <laughs> schedule for the next. <laughs> You know, two to three weeks probably, uh, depending on how we go. And then we'll obviously make an announcement and launch our new podcast and we'll move to every two weeks. But uh, yeah, if you if you want your regular regular dose of Ben and Trevor, you'll still have it. You'll we'll still just, have it. It'll we'll just, just be... S- we'll just be splitting it so that each podcast is just a little bit more focused. And and, and then, you know, we, we can... We can move a, a large part of the deadly pursuits over to over to the other podcast. Yeah, well, I mean, because... we'll still we'll still discuss some of that stuff because you know we uh, th- that's sort of that's sort of part of being a parent. Yeah, uh, uh, particularly because often you know we want to talk about that in relation to uh, being a parent. To being <laughs> a parent, but yeah, yeah, I, I think it will. I think it will help things. I think it will mean the people who come to Two Sweary Dads looking for parenting discussion will will get that and. And it'll be more focused on the parenting discussion. So anyway... So anyway... You can catch us at our website, www.twosweerydads.com. You can find us on Twitter, at twosweerydads. Uh, Facebook, facebook.com slash twosweerydads. You can email us at podcast at twosweerydads.com. Check us out on iTunes. You know, rate, review, subscribe. It will help us immensely get, get more listeners and... You know, get us out to the out to the world, basically. I think we haven't had a review on the iTunes Australia store yet, so please, one <laughs> of you guys out there, just bloody somebody re- review us, please. Just please, review us. We beg you. We don't care if you've been a um. We don't care if you've been a guest. <laughs> <laughs>
like to thank Kurudust <laughs> for letting us use their songs Tonight Party Tonight and Predictive Text at the beginning and end of the show. So, Ben, any final thoughts? Uh, yeah, I'd just like to know how much autism is in this vaccine. Go ask your mum. <laughs>